Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, Radiant Lights, and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Miche. Um, If you're new to the program, great that you found us. Those of you that are subscribers, regular listeners, or coming back for the first, second, third time, or maybe more, welcome back. Always great to connect with you. Uh, We've got a great program today. I'm really excited. We have Miguel Dean on, and we're going to be diving in about talking about the Divine Masculine, Twin Flame relationship, and his recent book, Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Story. Hey, everyone in the chat. Good to see you. You guys are going to be hearing me drinking quite a bit because I'm in the mountains and it's been so hot here. I mean, unbelievably hot. Um, so, yeah, even by 7, 730 uh, in the morning. So got lots of water and um, I did have my decaf Americano, which I got to be careful because even though it's decaf, it can be kind of um, – dehydrating, right? So drinking lots of water, juice, smoothies, lots of fruit, lots of high water content food. So anyway, wherever you're at, I hope it's a great time and place for you. And if not, I totally understand because there's a lot of shifts and changes. There's a lot of deep transformation, transmutation, those that that follow me on Instagram and Facebook or get my blog, I've been talking about this a lot and will continue to do so because we're really in unprecedented times right now. And there's a lot coming up more about being spiritually connected. So I'm going to be diving in about that and talking also about high vibes, keeping things high vibes and how to. And also answer an email question that came in from Louise. So uh, if you do, if you're new to the program, the call-in number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press 1 on your keypad. Um, If you don't for some reason, hey, Sue, Angie, Jenny, hello all. Uh, if for some reason you're online and don't get your question answered, I'm here next week, just when the guest comes on, about 12.45 Pacific time, 12.50-ish. Um, yeah, so just be aware of that. And, um, yeah. So connect with me. Um, again, all things Awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, email questions, that email is awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And to get in touch with me, you can go to soulplayground.life and you can – Sign up for the blog, uh, get your soul path happenings and psychic 
insights and numerology, numerology updates. I uh, couldn't get that out. Um, yeah. Or you can also do work with me by going to info at soulplayground.com and or dot life and also iTunes. Um, I'm hoping to do, I've been so busy uh, this trip that I haven't got to do my, I want to do some more reading. So anyway, bear with me. So let's dive into Louise's question because this ties in last week, though, if you didn't hear it, last week's podcast, I talked about um, attunement, alignment numbers, galactic numbers, 1111, 111, 1212, but also the angel numbers, 333, 444, 555, 666. Um, I think that was about it. <laughs> anyway, we dived into that. Also, my blog, if you put it, do the search um, for 1111 or 111 or 1212, uh, I do dive into that pretty extensively the meaning and what to look out for and what it means for you as far as your soul path and more of your soul alignment which is more the healing of the ego personality so that more of your soul can come through and be your personality right unobstructed more and more unobstructed and I also do have um, some blog posts about Ascension, the signs, symptoms of ascension, ascending, what is that exactly, and also of awakening. So I dive into the mental, emotional, spiritual symptoms, but also the physical. Okay. Thank you, Tammy, in the chat. Got my back. Love you, lady. Got my back there. The sacred space of empowerment room is also known as the chat room, but they're also like cohorts, co-pilots really help ground the energy and also um, help me with the sound. So Louise is asking, uh, first of all, she's saying, hope you're well and living it up in those beautiful mountains. Um, Yeah, different kind of living, but I'm kind of liking it. Um, She's asking, I'm seeing hearts everywhere this week in nature, my workplace, my car. Started with a rock in my driveway, a leaf on my balcony, a sticker, um, a heart in my hair, and a refraction of light or of in a photo are these messages from spirit or am i just tripping i like that well probably a little both we always are doing a little bit of both i started seeing them after a close friend passed away eight years ago and feel instantly connected to her in these moments there's your answer that it's you know a message i think one of the things for me as a psychic channel and a medium is a lot of times when i tune in for people, which does take a lot of energy. It's a gift, and I love doing it, um, but it's, it's this stretching into higher vibrational realm. A lot of times people have been getting the messages, but they're not looking out for them, or they're ignoring them, or again, because of their wounding or per ego, egoic personality, that part of the person, not the soul, they're blocking the message because they have a different idea. So I think one of the things to take in spirit's message or your messages from your higher self, your guides or God, the all that is, the universe, whichever way you're opening to, is to be receptive that a lot of times it's usually something that it can be a confirmation. And sometimes it's something that we need to do that we're not doing because we're stuck. Now, Louise, I totally agree with you. I do feel that it is your friend that passed on that's giving you this uh, message. I tend to see hearts. I have for years. Everything. I'm always seeing hearts. 
um, always getting coins and money on the ground as well. Um, there's, there's a few key things. And see, if you notice those things, then spirit or your higher self will keep sending you messages in that way, right? So one of the things um, I want to really kind of get emphasize and get home to everyone is that we have to remember that we ask for it. We put out the call that we need confirmation or we need insight or we need help or we, you know, we're struggling with faith. And always on some part of our path, we will come upon the hate God moment, have no faith, don't believe, feel really beaten down that we can't get up. But one thing I want to, you know, remind everyone is that everyone has those feelings in the human experience. It perhaps on some level can make it easier or help us get through it when we have, when we're able to connect to our spirituality or just use our tools, even if we're angry, you know, and I would say it's the, I hate God moment, you know, and mad or pissed off. There's nothing bad about that. There's nothing wrong. It's, because there's something in our ego personality that says, if I'm a good person or I do good, especially if you're a healer, you're really doing good works in the you know world, helping others, there's kind of this assumption. And we've been taught through religion that if you're doing all the right things, then nothing bad is going to happen. And society promotes this, right? It propagates this. If you look, if you, oh, if you weigh this much, you're, you know, skinny, your hair is this way, your eyebrows are this way you jog or you do yoga or you're vegan or you this or you that or you live in the city or you live in the mountains or you live up above or you live below, whatever it is, you know, or you went to college, you married the right person, you know, there's always this, there's this thought, if I'm doing the right thing, nothing bad, quote unquote, or wrong is going to happen to me. And that's just not true because it's part of the human experience, the soul playground has all these different experiences, you know? So I re- I remember years ago when I first um, was doing a lot of healing work and a lot of people that I were working, that I was facilitating the healing with, working with, were having miraculous recoveries from cancer, you know, autoimmune, you know, diseases. I was teaching people how to do the bioenergy alignment, pranic healing and Reiki, different forms of, energy healing so that they could help maybe their their friend or loved one or partner that had AIDS or cancer or some debilitating disease. And, I, you know, I was getting all kinds, you know, oh, my God, this is so amazing. You've helped me. And they passed on very peacefully. And I was feeling pretty like, wow, I'm kind of doing the Lord's work, God's work here. Universe is where I'm on my path. I, wow, I'm really doing it. I'm helping. I'm of service, you know. And I was living that and steeped in this and then shit broke out <laughs> no i mean my life just all kinds of tragedy just happened you know and i was like what the heck is happening you know so yeah you do kind of build up a karmic reserve but you still are a human doing the human dance on the earth plane and and one of my teachers was like oh yeah 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 you got the f you to god um, thing now right and i'm like what he goes yeah 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 <laughs> everybody goes through it where you're cursing god your higher self why am i here the universe and it's just kind of human nature that we think like we think in relationship if we give enough 
if we help. I have this a lot, you know. I tend to give. I overgive sometimes. And you, you kind of expect it to come back to you. Like, okay, I'm there for you. I'm, I'm putting in extra time or extra help. It doesn't always. And sometimes on an egoic level, we're looking for it in certain places that it's just not there, right? So I would say um, – <laughs> Tammy in the chat, ha ha, yeah, that happens. Uh, another growth opportunity, AFGO, another F growth opportunity, yeah. So I, I would say if you're going through challenging times, and especially if you're earth signs, I mean, a lot of the signs, everyone is going, but the earth and the water, astrological signs have really, especially if you have a predominance of earth and water in your chart, especially earth, have really been going through with the, with the transits that have been happening. But everyone is to some degree, but really a lot the earth signs, and, and the second would be the, the water. Let yourself have those feelings and those moments and just know that it's not something you did wrong. You're not being punished, and it's it's not that you're not conscious or a good person. It's, you want to say karma, it's your soul's unfolding and evolution. You know, it's the experiences that it's chosen and the people that are in your life have chosen to experience. And again, on a soul level, in the realm of spirits, there is no right or wrong. There is no horrible. So things that we get, you know, that was always, by the way, my my issue with the secret and why I it was it's such a fallacy. Now, hermetic philosophy, the universal laws are not a fallacy, and you can find that in the hermetic philosophy book by the three initiates. That's real deal. But this idea that oh something's wrong with you or you need to vision or visualize to have the car if you're not making a certain amount of money or healthy. And I remember in the first DVD, I got asked to be a part of the secret and do some kind, I don't know, promote it and, you know, do some kind of group work or something with it. I don't recall. Um, and I wrote him back extensively. It's like, I cannot because this is misinformation because the DVD had pictures of people like in third world countries. And then it contrasted with people in the Western world with the nice car, you know, people in huts. Uh, and I remember, I'll never forget one of the lines. It says something effective. Obviously, they did not know the secret. And that's just not true. The soul doesn't care if you have $5 in your bank account or 5000 or $5 million or $5 billion, you know, or $50 billion. It's all about experience and expression and the underlying cause and is, is love in various forms and various levels. It's different forms of love, expressing and experiencing, lack of love, a lot of love, a little love, learning more love, you know. But So we have all these human experiences. Every human experience has a vibrational frequency that corresponds to it. In the land of the all that is, there is no separation, right? There's a separating out, but there's no separation. And so in that wholeness is all the totality, as we extend out or separate out into electrical magnetic, right, into divine masculine, divine feminine, and these forms are created, animate and inanimate forms of varying shapes and colors and tones and frequencies of electromagnetic or divine masculine, divine feminine, we have these experiences and we have these push-pull, we have loss, we have gain, we have, we have every polarity is played out here. So if there's enough group frequency in the collective 
you know, in the collective unconscious, in the archetypal energy, then it gets played out here until it's extinct, until it's played out enough and no longer needed, you know, wanted or no longer, you know, as we're shifting into higher frequency or more expanded frequency in, in consciousness, which just means we're allowing that to come in. We're tilling the soil to allow more and more expanded consciousness to come through then a lot of lower level things do fall off, but they first, everybody's seeing it, you know, especially in the Western world, you know, politically, you know, we're being more aware of what's going on environmentally, climatically, politically, institutionally, you know, in other countries in our own government, other governments, we're seeing the, the, the dredging of the wounding, you know, the ickiness, the, the, the extreme of the polarity so if you have love and openness, then you, you know, you have closeness and, you know, people loving only certain people or certain things, but not others, right? That division is coming up for more healing. So remember, when you're seeing those signs, you're asking for it on some level, subconsciously or consciously, even in your moment of, I can't handle this anymore, I can't take it anymore, the universe will respond your higher self trying to guide you will respond, which is you. So you're putting out that call, right? That, that call, it's like an echo. And the more you do it, even in anger, I know a lot of people sometimes that are very religious. Oh, I can't get mad at God. I can't know. Who cares? It's you. <laughs> there, there is no judgment. It's, it's the energy of the, the, all that is of the universe or universes, you know? So whatever it is that you're feeling, the more that you can be real with it, and the more that you can use your tools, that's one of the things I see people don't do. You have to use your tools. You have to not stop your life. You have to do your creativity. I mean, if my life, if I would have stopped every time I had lost or something going on in my life, I mean, I wouldn't be working. I wouldn't do this program. I, you know, I wouldn't get up in the morning. So I know sometimes it's hard to find a reason to get up. And sometimes maybe you don't get up as early or for a couple of days you don't get up. And that's got to be okay. So those signs, and Louise, thanks for emailing this. The signs, because I know a lot of you are getting them. You're getting frequency attuning. You're getting more aligned to your soul. So a lot of you are seeing 1111, 111. A lot of you are seeing those angelic numbers or the angel numbers from the angelic realm it's, or spirit realm. It, it's Yesterday I was in session with someone, and they were really going through something um, pretty – tragic and profound and I was saying you're so supported and it was a beautiful session and then I look up at the clock and it was 444 and I said wow that 444 is the angelic number or the number from the spirit realm that you're being protected that you're on the right path and that your angel helpers the guardian angels archangels are here with you and that it's going to get better so, again, we do get our messages, and sometimes we get them from people, you know, um, and a lot of times we're getting them from nature itself or things we find or, like in Louise's case, those hearts connecting her to her friend, but connecting her also to her own heart, to her own emotional connecting, right? That's a big part of it with the heart, you know, heart medicine. It's It's a lot to do with you know, our own 
loved because as we love ourselves more, then we're able to reach out and love others more, which means we're also able to help others more. We're there, we're able to be there for others more. First and foremost, ourselves, of course, right? We kind of anchor that. I hope that brings some insight. It, you know, it also reminds me, um, and I, some of you have heard me share this before, and it's, there's a lot of situations or stories I have of this, but one that I find was so not just profound, but such a, a strong example of this was uh, right when I was doing one, one of my, um, was studying hypnotherapy, analytical hypnotherapy. So I was going through this program and I had an amazing mentor, Dr. Han, D. Han, um, and he did metaphysical, uh, the school in metaphysical, now chemical hypnosis or hypnotherapy. So I started, I went to the school there and I, I studied a lot of different forms. And at one point I was, again, doing a lot of healing work and a lot of inner work and having such amazing sessions and such miracles and doing, I was doing a lot of shamanic work um, at Las Brisas, um Retreat Center, some of you know of it, some of you in the chat may you know of it, you're there. Um, and just beautiful, I mean, just, again, healings, miracles, you know, great channeled sessions. You know, I did a group uh, work on this, at this metaphysical bookstore, Heaven on Earth, and this light appeared, and all the people in the workshop saw it, this big light, magenta light, and blue light came in, Um this shape and form, um, you know, and I was doing this other workshop on healing and we did uh, Kirlian photography before and then after, and people were amazed to the energy work, how their aura changed. And they took a picture of my aura and it was magenta, you know, which I was told I was from the magenta realm. So around that time I said, Oh, I wish that I could have some experiences just, I don't know, everyday experiences, not just in session or, shamanic work at a retreat or a workshop or telework you know i'm just i don't know i'd like to see or feel spirit i'd like to see something magical happen you know other you know i see sprites i'm seeing fairies you know there's a lot of magic but i just wanted something that just was would just shake me i guess i don't even know what i was asking for but what started happening was the furniture in my house would move, would be moved. And I, at the time, lived by myself. And I remember coming back from the movies, um, the friend of mine, and we came in, and my sofa was a huge oversized leather sofa, was moved at an angle. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And it kept happening. The furniture kept moving. And I thought, why is that happening? And I asked my mentor, and he said, well, did you ask for it? You must have asked for it. And I said, well, I just said this. And he said, well, that's asking for it, isn't it? I said, well, yeah. And I go, I didn't think it would happen like this. And he goes, but it got your attention, right, the way that it's happening. And it was that confirmation I was asking, let me see spirit. You know, let me see spirit in inanimate objects. Let me see the miracle, this movement, that you're hearing me. And it was this direct result. And he shared with me, he said, you always have to ask. You're always asking if you ask. But if we don't ask, if we don't ask for the miracle, if we don't ask for what we want, we have to engage. And he said on some level it is you giving this miracle. It's you giving this demonstration to yourself. It's the quantum you. It's the you of the all that is that is giving this. 
and then I got a little tricky with it because then my um, cat, Cleo, lovely Cleo, very advanced kitty, <laughs> um, her mouth was getting moved on top of my table and she'd never, she did not get on top of my desk and wouldn't bring a toy up there. You know, cats just don't do that. They don't leave toys up high. You know, they keep them on the ground. Any of you have ever had cats? Um, so then I said, oh, okay, now I get it. That's cute. I know what you're doing. And I kid you not. And then I walked in the other room and, oh, cause I said, I said, oh, that's cute. But what would be even cuter was if the mouse, the catnip mouse, was nose to nose to my computer mouse, and that'd really be something. And I walked out of the room. I think I went to the loo or something. I don't know the kitchen. I walked out of the room, and I came back, and the catnip mouse was nose to nose with my computer mouse. Just saying, guys. Just saying. So. When you're getting those signs, you've been asking for it, and it's also a confirmation to continue to do so. Okay, great. And by the way, when you're doing this kind of activity and engaging with the spirit realm this way, it's one way to raise your vibrational frequency and get into the frequency of the all that is, into the oneness. It pulls you out of the polarity plane. Because now who am I playing with? I'm playing with spirit the very substance and energy of the all that is that we all are, right? The innate intelligence of the universal universes, okay? Well, now I'm in that realm, and I'm being shown you're not alone and you're being heard. So I would say one of the best ways to keep your vibrational frequency up, which was one of the other questions someone had asked um, in, by email, was, is, yes, going to places that uplift you, music, art, creativity, helping someone else, getting out of your own, you know, victimization as much as you can. Um, not self-sacrificing, not martyrdom, but seeing where you can stretch, okay? Going to places that uplift you, journaling, drawing, painting, allowing your feelings, obviously aromatherapy, box flower remedies, homeopathics, you know, up-leveling or bringing the higher frequency foods, nutrition, super into the body, doing the same with the mind, with the thoughts, watching your thoughts, you know, up-leveling how you're thinking or what you're thinking. Meditation, yin yoga, where you're really getting into your process and you're getting into that expanded aspect of your being. Okay, walking in nature, of course, does it. Any kind of rhythmic movement or motion raises your vibrational frequency where you're, you're in that state of oneness. You're, you know, you're aligned. Breath work, of course. All right, Radiant Life, I hope that gives some insight and some information for all of you. I'm going to get into callers now. That number is 347-539-5122. If you're calling in for a mini reading, have a question calling in with a comment or just to say, hey, that's great too. And uh, we'll limit it to one because we've got quite a few people in the queue. All right, let's get to our first caller. Hello and welcome. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Well, first I wanted to thank you for answering my email last uh, time. 
was really insightful um, regarding the numbers that I was seeing. Oh, good, 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 good. It helped us. And uh, yes, and my question today is: I seem to have suffered a back injury that I've kind of had since last week, and it doesn't seem to be healing as quickly as normally. So I was kind of wondering what you saw in terms of, you know, when will I be able to get back in the gym and, or is there anything else I need to do? Is it kind of mid lower back in the middle? Yes. Yeah, in the middle upper. Yes. Yeah, oh, upper. Okay. Well, I'm getting also low back. So I feel like stretching for you. It's interesting right. that I mentioned about high vibe doing things physically. So you may want to try you know, the homeopathics are great. Um, Brionia, rust talk helps with muscle uh, pain or spasm. But I also feel, for you, it might be something that comes and goes. And I also feel, for some reason, I'm getting like yin yoga. I'm getting stretching. I'm getting homeopathics. I'm being, I'm getting, don't rush your process. Does that make sense? There's some rushing. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense okay. to you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the back, you know, is a lot about support. But sometimes the support we need isn't just from other people; it's from ourselves, right? Okay. So I feel like whatever you're, there's a little more patience and a little more nurturing to yourself, and kind of less rushing with this goal that you want is going to help the back. It's going to ease things up. It's going to release the, the stress and the tension. Okay. Upper back connects to the neck, so there's a lot to do with thinking. But I'm actually seeing it's the low back with you that needs the stretching. Okay. All right, Brendan. Good to hear from right, you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Awakening. You're on air. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing hey. great. Doing with my hi. Who's this? This is Marsha. Hey, Marsha. Do you have a question or comment? Uh, you're. No, no, I don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. Did you just no. call to say hi. Thank or... you. You're welcome. Take good well, care. Well, I was going to ask. Something. Hello? Well, I'll come back to you if you... Okay. Hello and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hey. Hey. Can you hear me? Who's this? I can. Okay. This is Keisha. Hi, Keisha. Welcome to the program. Hi. I've called a few times and spoke with you already. You gave me great advice. I just have a question. Um, I wanted to know, do you see kids, like, anytime soon, like, in my uh, future right now? Because I had, like, kind of like a scare, and I thought I was, and then I wasn't, and it kind of was a letdown. Mm-hmm. So I want to see I if you do. see anything. Yeah, I'm looking. I do. Um, I'm not feeling right away, though. It, what are you working on or doing? It, it feels feels like it could now again. It could be I'm picking up on the birth, you know. So you've got nine to ten months. I'm getting two to three years. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. I actually um, when you said something about birth, I'm a doula. 
Oh, so I work with okay. a lot of pregnant women, and I'm kind of getting that business started right now. Oh, well, maybe that's why. Maybe that's the new birth. Because I feel like there's something you're meant to do first. You have some big, you, I, I would say two to three years and then another five to six. I, I hear two to three, five to six. So I don't know if that's one comes and then another, or you have big changes in two to three years, and then the children and family come five to six years. But okay. what I really feel for you is that right now it's about establishing you and getting really into your birth, really focused on that. Because I feel like there okay. could be a move. Yeah, you're going to be doing – you might even be writing something or doing a manual or doing classes. So uh, there's something – this doula, it, it's like an entry level to something. And then it shows like a big life change, lifestyle change. So if you're bridging okay. or just starting, yeah. So right now for spirit, it's saying it's not a great time to bring in a, you know, a being, you know, in body right now, because you've got you've got some other things first before that happens. Okay. 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 I think the little Thanks. scare was just to let you be aware of it. Okay, take good care. Yeah, you said the little scare was let me be aware of it. Yeah, just aware of a possibility and to, and to um, focus you, to focus you on your work. Okay. Okay, that your makes purpose. sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. All right, Keith. All right, thank you. you. Mm-hmm, you're right. welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Who am I speaking with? Hello. It's you, 702. Hello? Okay, I'll come back. We have a 702-752. We'll come back to you. That rhymes. Okay, we're getting to the next caller. Next caller on the line. Hello. Hello, Hello. welcome. Hello, what's your first name? Thank you for taking my call, Stacey. I just want to know if you see a relationship coming up. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Well, there seems to be someone around you, but I feel more of a friend kind of situation. Is that does that ring a bell for you? I haven't met. Well, um, I haven't yeah. met anybody just, yet. Just um, just who? Just, you know, someone that I, you know, you just correspond with, like a pen pal, nothing oh, maybe that's that it. I'm okay. interested so I'm, in. I'm pick- okay, but that's what I'm picking up. So when I'm just tapping into your energy, I'm just, that's all, right what I'm getting right now that's all around you. It's more of like a friend. Um, so if it's pen pal friend, it's opening you up to the idea of a deeper relationship. I feel like there could be someone or some changes in October um, like October, like Libra Scorpio time. Let's see what's coming up for Stacy as far as meeting someone. But this person, yeah, it feels like there could be somebody October, maybe online. I'm not sure, but it's funny because I feel I, the stronger one I feel is this friendship one. I feel that the other one seems a little bit fleeting. And then I feel like more someone else comes in more December, January. 
So there might be someone that might be a little bit of an interest and it doesn't seem to go anywhere. And then the pen pal is still around and then somebody else comes in is what I'm hearing. Yeah, All right, the pen sweetie, pal so keep, is like, yeah, yeah, the pen pal is like open. out of state. It's, so it's too, it's too far. I'm not looking, you know, for the, but um, the deal, Stacey, energy is energy. So I'm just telling you what spirit's saying. The thing is, is like, you've got steps. There's something that you're getting from this relationship far or wide or whatever. It doesn't matter. So that's what's reading strongly. The stronger right now is that relationship. I don't see anybody else around you or coming in other than what I shared with you. So everything in December, January. Yeah. Look at, there's no locality, you know, every, we're in the same time, you know, the, the, the idea of, time and location is 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 a human thing you know so in the land of spirit it's all now it's all happening now it's all just energy doesn't matter where you know that's why i'm i'm able to do psychic readings without people being in front of me they can be you know not just calling in but i can pick up and i do a lot yeah um, but if he's information on other people yeah yeah but if if he's not visiting around this area and I'm not going to go there, then it's not going to work out. You know, it's showing lack no, I'm of effort on his part. Out. It is no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, it is what it is. The 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 what you have yeah. now is what your what what the experience is. That's what your soul is choosing right now. A soul doesn't look at it that goes anywhere. It's enjoying what's happening now. That's our human go wants to it to go somewhere or them to come here or us to go there. Or where is it going? Right now, this is what your soul is downloading or attracting for you okay oh that makes Keep sense posted. yeah okay. oh good 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 i'm glad okay take care bye thank you bye you're so welcome hello and welcome to awakening hello hello yeah you're on air hello hi um my name is liz thanks for having me you're so welcome um <laughs> I have been going through some crazy spiritual awakening stuff all summer, and you've been really helping me out. So, first of all, just thank you for Very that. Cool. Um, Ooh, yeah, your show's been kind of guiding me along the way, and like, there's always something relevant in it, and I just really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so my question: um, I've had this like really intense. I'm gonna keep it real short but this very long winding experience with this person who I know is like a twin flame type of relationship. And um, his name is Mason and we kind of split for the summer to work on ourselves. And now we're like, we've reunited. We just actually reunited like this past week. Um, But I'm feeling like a lot of resistance. Yeah, it is really wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I found a lot of peace with like the separation we had this summer, but I'm just kind of wondering where it's going. Like, because it does feel like this very cosmic, like, spiritual relationship. But, like, on the surface, there's some things that, like, don't really align. So I'm wondering if I'm supposed to let this person go, or is this just kind of a time where we're both figuring things out? Now, the first thing that I heard was the emotional maturity of him. And, by the way, you got to stay on our line because we have uh, Miguel Dean is going to be talking about divine masculine. And yeah, Yeah, so it's so perfect so timely synchronistic um yeah yeah 
the level, see, one of the things that I have found in the twin flame relationship is it also helps you get in touch with what you really need and want on this dimension, on the earth plane, third, fourth, fifth, you know, fifth D, you know, five D even, yeah. you know, where you want to play. Mm-hmm. And it, it really bumps you into conscious relating a relationship. I do feel like you're finding some things like are like oil and water like eh, 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 with him, these irritation, annoyance. Um, I feel like you feel let down. What is that about? I feel like you feel disappointed and let down. Um, yeah. Um, so we were like friends with benefits for like a year. And like from the very start, it was like a very intense, like, oh, we've known each other for a long time. Like this is home. Like from the very first time we met each right. other, it felt like home. Um, so we were like, you know, I was in college, he was doing different jobs around the country, we'd see each other once in a while, but every time we were together, it was just really intense, and, like, we had to, like, stay connected for whatever reason, it had to happen, mm-hmm. and then um, we ended up being in, like, a serious relationship for a year, um, but then I felt very called to go back home and kind of reconnect with the earth there and, like, kind of focus on myself, because what had happened is we kind of got codependent due to our, like, situation we were in it was very based in survival and like lower vibrational things and we started bickering about stupid stuff um but meanwhile there's still this spiritual connection and I'm like I need to stay connected to you like you're important for some reason and um so we we split apart for the summer and you know he's been out here in the west like doing his job and I was in the midwest just like you know farming and getting in touch with the earth and doing a lot of self-healing Um, But now I'm back here for a job. And so we're both here. And that's why we were able to reconnect. But the reason I feel left down is because let down is because um, he kind of really abruptly cut things off emotionally, like towards the Mm -hmm. end, like a month before I came out here. And um, I don't know if it was a fear based response for him. Like we've talked about it and I understand it. But now it's like, I'm back and he still doesn't want to be in a relationship again. Yeah, he's a he's a wound mate. He's a wound mate. There's a lot of people that think the soul, there's so many soul, you know, types of soulmates. And as we're more and more in the new paradigm, you know, ushered in by the Aquarian age, um, Aquarius likes a lot of friends, friends with benefits, little, a lot of different types of relationships, and also can have. Yeah, my Venus is an Aquarius, so I'm like totally open. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, I was going to say, yeah, so multiple partners. So. What I'm hearing from spirit is, for all of us, the heads up that we're extending or expanding our idea of relationships. So we may have multiple relationships or deep connections with multiple people, you know, many people or multiple people or one that we think is it. And then we have a conscious decision about what it is we really need or want, you know, from the soul. We get the download. I do feel he's a trauma bonding. I feel he's a wound mate. And so... You know, you can, you can on my um, soul playground dot life on my website. I have the projection perception uh, soul path tool and um, five step emotional clearing process. You can copy and paste those if you want to do the advanced version. You can get the CD uh, or download MP3, whatever. Um, but he's definitely and see a wound mate will hold us in. Some people marry their wound mate. You know will hold us in because it's the inner psyche trying to resolve. And for you, I feel that cut down, shut down, someone moving off when you open up. 
because he's not ready. That's why I said there's a maturity level. There's an immaturity of him emotionally. But you have that with previous significant others, I hear, and family. So you're clearing family of origin stuff. You're, You're clearing trauma bonding. So I do feel he's a wound mate, and but your soul knows, okay, I'm really going to get it. I'm going to be able to get the, the healing, the message from this connection. And a lot of times with our wound mates, some people call them karmic part. There's a little different, it's all karmic. I mean, it's all, you know, what past life. But a lot of times the wound mate has a lot of chemistry. If it didn't have a lot of chemistry, mental, emotional, or emotional, sexual, or a lot of emotional, or a lot of sexual, or combo, especially if you get the combo, the emotional, sexual, it really holds us in there, right? So that's yeah. what I feel is going on with you because I feel you're going to be, you have a different vision in your life and this fullness that you want to live. And so the question from the higher self is we're at the turning point. Do we want to, we don't want to hold on to this or do you want to hold on to this anymore? This, this vision, yeah, you have a different vision. Yeah. yeah, right. That's been kind yeah. of the struggle is like um like like our relationship is kind of this ever evolving thing and I like see the lessons I'm supposed to learn from it and and, and that makes it hard for me to just give it up because I feel like but it's, I can expand yes, I hear with you, this. I got to suit on cuz I want to make sure we get But the thing is it's not yeah, about yeah. him. He's an extension right. of your energy. So it would happen right. with anyone. So right. I think you're just going to have to process through it because I'm not seeing him ready. You know, I'm not seeing, I don't want to say right. ready. He's ready for what he's ready for, but he's not ready for the extension expansion that you want, that you're envisioning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. Little yeah. house on the prairie, working together, doing projects. He's not ready for that. Yep. So your vision is sticking to your vision and whatever is happening with him, but don't lose sight of your dream, your vision, because then you will track someone that has a similar enough vision or the same vision. Yep. All right, Liz, keep us posted. Big hug to you. Much All right. Love. Thank you so okay. much. Yep. You're Bye-bye. welcome. Bye-bye. Beautiful. Good questions. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, we've got time for, I think, for one. Hello, and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Hello. How are you? Yeah, who am I speaking All with? All right. This is Marsha. Oh, Marsha, you called. It's with you again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I do have a question. <laughs> I had a, a dream a while back to reach out to oh, my Oh, pretty this is going to be long. Okay, can you call in tomorrow, or tomorrow, next week, rather, because I want to get our guest on. I just wanted to get one more in. Try to leave it to one question unless I've got extra time. Well, right, I sweetie. It. I, just, I was just wondering if I should talk to my ex or not. I want you to tune in for yourself on that one. How does it, does it make you feel high vibe or does it leave you longing and confused? There you go. I don't know what I want to do, but thank you. There you go. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Yeah, sometimes we know the answer already. If you have to ask the question, sometimes the answer is a definite no, 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 right? 
All right. It is time for our awakening guest today. We have Miguel Dean. Uh, he's the author of Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Story. Uh, Miguel walks the path of a sacred masculine. He is a writer and author of the latest book, which I said was Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Love Story. He was born in Colchester, England, where he has had a difficult start in life, which included the death of his mother from cancer when he was only seven months old. As a result of his childhood traumas, as a young man, he spiraled down into the life of violence, petty crime, addiction, and homelessness, in which he spent seven years living on the road as a New Age traveler. It was the love of his newborn son that inspired and motivated him to begin to take responsibility and make changes in his life. This was the beginning of a beautiful and at times extremely challenging 22-year journey to return to healing and wholeness. Miguel has now evolved into a profoundly effective catalyst for change in the marriage of the divine twin flame, masculine and feminine within adults. Beautifully put. Wow. All right. Welcome to the program, Miguel. Great to have you on. Hello. This is okay, call, calling in from London. So let's see. Miguel, welcome. Hello. Hello. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yay. Calling in by Skype. Yes. Welcome. It's great to connect with you. Uh, yeah, thank you. And I'm with you. I'm with you. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. One of my favorite places, London. I've lived there for three years, so I've got a lot of fond memories and a lot of great studying, training, and learning there. So it's a, a great city, chocked with a lot of spiritual insight and infused with a lot of spirit and spirituality. So everybody in the chat is saying hello also to you. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. It's uh, it's wonderful to be here. The wonders of modern technology. Right? Now, Miguel, this is so timely, I feel, because there's so much, um, you know, especially as we're in the, you know, two, 2000, the twos, and 2020 and 2021, you know, we're going into this whole idea of right livelihood but also right relationship that we really can't have right livelihood or right living how we live without this right relationship to ourselves and others and there seems to be this calling in of these aspects or parts of us these soulmates to have these soulmated relationships and one key one seems to be the twin flame journey can you share a bit of your thoughts and insights uh, about this at this time, you know, and why this is taking such key precedence? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And it, it, it's come up for me every now and again. And my sense is that relationship, if you like, is the, is the highest form of yoga. You know, if, if you want to, mm. if you want to sort your stuff out, if you want to come home, if you want to um, realize the love that you are, it seems that you know, conscious relationship is really a fast track, um, you know, a fast track method for that. And it's, it just seems that we're at such a, a powerful, crucial, critical time, perhaps, in, in the development and the evolution of humanity that, you know, it, life is saying, okay, well, let's, 
let's just turn the heat up and let's really let's really bring in all the most powerful tools in order to really you know bring people home to the truth of they are of who they are to raise consciousness to bring there's such a need for love and uh, you know and light uh, on the planet at the moment that, that that's that that's what i feel wow i love that um insight and that explanation it makes so much more sense and i love what you say it is about the it does turn up the heat i mean there's been times in my life that i've had such bliss peace calm you know work everything is great and then the relationship it's like oh there's the ignorance or the lack of consciousness or awareness you know it just revealed you know it's like the 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 curtain is pulled back you know and there it is um so it is yeah the heat and we do see so much not only in each other but from each other right is this kind of this catalyst um, through relating and relationship. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And and my, you know, I I, I was always, I didn't really know a lot anything about Twin Flame. It was it all initially seemed a bit um, a bit woo woo to me. I'm quite grounded in my spirituality, and it mm-hmm. was you know I guess. You know, I guess that's what happens sometimes. I was a bit skeptical, so life said, "Okay, well, let's let's give him a proper experience of twin flame." And it was like, you know, wham, bam. You know, I was hit with this uh, incredibly powerful uh, relationship that, um, I guess, in essence, inspired me, motivated me, gave me the courage to make the journey back from my head to my heart, and to you know, mm. illuminate bring up everything that was not love within me she she brought it up very very quickly and very powerfully and very intensely mm. now by what you've shared in your um bio i mean having your mom pass on at 7 months old um did, did, I mean, that has to leave, you know, any age, you know, especially as young. But do you felt that that impacted or left this kind of hole or longing, you know, that perhaps yes. maybe in the past, right, then you would have more wound mates or trauma bonding? That's one question. And then what goes to it is how did you tell the difference? How did you know, like, okay, this is not a repeat of a cycle of just, you know, healing the wound? Yeah, well, I, I guess yeah. The, 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 to the first question, the answer was was yes. I I, I didn't realize I was probably in my late twenties before I began to realize and connect the self abuse and self neglect. You know that that um, that I was subjecting myself to in the way that I was living. Uh, that I hadn't connected that to what had happened to me as a child. Because my my mom had died, and then I'd been looked after by my auntie for a year, and then I'd been taken away from her, and then I was looked, and then uh, my dad remarried, and I was looked after by my stepmom, and then she had her own child, and there was a degree of abandonment again. So by the time I was five years old, I had been left three times by woman, wow. you know, by the feminine, if you like. So it yeah. was a, you know, it, it was an intense wound, and it, 
yeah, it, it feels to me as if it programmed me, you know, it, it primed me to go in search of that which I had, you know, tasted for that short period of time when I was when I was so young. But of course, mm. I did most people do, and I was looking outside. I was wanting women in my romantic relationships to, you know, to to heal that for me. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, it took. It, it wasn't really until this twin flame relationship um, about two and a half years ago that that began. It wasn't until then that I realized that what woman that my romantic relationships were doing was that she was just reflecting to me to, to, to make visible, to make conscience, conscious what it was within myself that I needed to heal and resolve and, you know, to heal that divine feminine within myself as a result of that initial trauma when, when I was young. So you're in essence saying it could be brought up, but it's, it's, our journey or our path to, to do the healing. It's not someone brought in your life to heal you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It would be so easy. It would be so okay. nice. Wouldn't it be so simple if yeah. somebody else could do the healing? <laughs> exactly. they, they, can, they, they can, they can bring the awareness, but it's, it's like if you go to any healer, isn't it? They can kind of give you the tools and they can make it easier and show you some things that will, uh, facilitate the process, but fundamentally, we have to do the work. Mm-hmm. And now you mentioned that, and there seems to be at this time too. This part of the awakening seems to be very focused on self-love, self-care, self-compassion on the self. There seems to be, which ultimately, I'm, I'm guessing, will bring us more love and compassion to others, you know, in the care of others. Could you speak to that a little bit? What, if you went through that um, kind of focus and do you, do you see that on the path um, now, I guess? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I always remember a, a quote that I heard that somebody, somebody said to me, and that was that a wise man was once asked, how should we treat others to which the wise man responded there are no others because of course uh, every everybody else is just you know is 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 a reflection uh, of ourselves to a certain extent we we are all one we're all just different facets uh, of the divine if you like or you know whichever word you choose to use god Mm -hmm. or consciousness so yeah it's essential that unless it can't be any any different because it, the I know it's really cheesy and and uh, you know over over said, but when you cannot love another, you can only love another to the extent to which you love yourself. So that you know, this was one of the things that really became you know it was like I knew a lot of these principles uh, in my head, but it was only until mm-hmm. I really you know really put down my sword and stopped running and avoiding and escaping that I began really began to embody and live these truths. So I could see with my twin flame that how I was, whenever I was looking outside and projecting and pointing the finger and for example, saying, um, you know, she's not 
um, being fully present with me, it was always for me to, to, it was just an awareness that I wasn't being fully present with me, and therefore I wasn't being fully present with her. There's, you know, it, there's, it's always a reflection, and often that's uncomfortable because we're so taught, aren't we, that, you know, that it's somebody else's fault to change the external circumstances and that will make it better and obviously that you know that can help to a certain degree but until we're at peace with ourselves until we love ourselves then you know all those what is not love <clears throat> those filters are, are the filters through which we see the world and everybody else mm-hmm very, yeah, that makes sense. Um, now, Miguel, you talk about sacred masculinity, and I do want to dive into that. But I also want to dive into just touch on sacred femininity and sacred masculinity and perhaps the the purpose or the outpicturing of the sacred. Mm. Yeah, well, <clears throat> there's a, we, we seem to find that the word sacred and divine into in you know interchanged quite a lot and and i found that it was all a little bit confusing when i began first exploring mm-hmm. this so for me a, a, the sacred masculine is a man who has embodied to a certain degree you know to a reasonable extent the divine twin flame masculine and feminine within himself and therefore uh, the sacred feminine is a woman that has, um, you know, catalyzed, has, has created union merging, uh, merging within the divine union of the feminine and masculine within herself. Because, you know, these genders that we are, you know, embodying at the moment, uh, whether we be a man or whether we be a woman, in a way, they're just the clothing of, of the soul. And beneath that, you know, deeper than that, we are genderless and we both, man and woman, we are both um, a a fusion, a yin-yang of the masculine and feminine energies. And this seems to be, you know, this is the model that that just seems so simple and works for me. And Mm -hmm. I was, you know, in a way that the death of my mother seemed to be, I can trace all the steps back. To that and see how everything was leading me to this point and this experience and understanding that the divine feminine and masculine within each of us when the two become one then we transcend this kind of 3d um, you know the, the limitations of this 3d world and then we really begin to step into who we are which is spiritual beings not just human animals Mhm. Mm. So do you feel that that's a big part of the journey then? Is that extension or expansion so that we're not just the the human animal but we're connecting more spiritually with ourselves and each other and all of life I would say perhaps you know I don't know you tell me. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. The the, the sacred masculine for me, you know, because this is a path which life seems to have asked me to walk and, and to tread and um, to trailblaze, I guess, to a certain extent, is that, you know, one of the key principles of the sacred masculine is the remembering of the sacred, that everything is 
um, you know, uh, everything that comes into form from the um, from non-form, from the unmanifest, and is is a manifestation of the divine. So when we remember this, and when we connect and realize that we are not just separate egoic, you know, individuals, but we are, if you like, we're all different cells in one body of humanity then the way that we operate in the world becomes totally different because we really it goes beyond the idea and the just the mental concept of as i do to another i do to myself you know it becomes a reality that you know that that i can't harm another i don't want to harm somebody else because i can see that that is harming me and i don't want to harm the planet because that is a part of the divine and we are all interconnected with that and it's only the you know it's only our five senses and our egoic minds that create this illusion of separation mm. so miguel in in essence it sounds like you're saying this then becomes our nature like maybe at one point you have to think about this you know perhaps some people aren't even thinking this way but then at some point we're thinking well you know i want to treat someone like I want to be treated you know we're processing it through but it sounds like what you're saying is that a up leveling in a sense um, in consciousness that we're living this that it is our nature yes yeah yeah I, I believe that oh, okay. it is our I believe that it is uh, our innate nature and that's why you know if you like when there's a crisis you know, everybody stops thinking about themselves and everybody comes together, don't they? And everybody works together. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what color you are or what class or what political party that, you know, that you support. Everything falls away. And, you know, because I believe that we are, in essence, we are, we are love. But we, humanity is a bit like the prodigal son you know that that has got lost and and we've we you know we've we've lost the path and we've forgotten who we really are and we've become seduced by you know perhaps consumerism and you know the pleasures of uh, of these senses which are to be enjoyed and you know I'm not denigrating um the the, the miracle that it is to be in these human bodies but also to remember that we are immortal souls and that we are here to, uh, you know, in the earth school for the evolution and, and the playground and the, and the schooling of our souls. Well put. Now, Miguel, do you feel at some point that um, that will shift or that will change? Because we do have this over-identification, uh, which also brings in like, faith belief trust you know because if we don't see it you know and then where where do you by the way where do you feel that came from or think that this came from this over identification on the material or material plane or material mm. or only at the five senses that we kind of is it the old game old paradigm or how did we come to this and then it seems like we're going by what you're saying we're journeying back to you know an awareness of more of the of, of spirit before it, it's in form. Yeah, yes. You see, uh, uh, I guess there are two main schools of thought around this, and, and one sort of goes down the conspiracy theory route. You know that that we were 
um, that we have been manipulated and been controlled by, you know, by a few that hold a lot of power and so on. Now, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not totally sure, but I guess because I like to see the the good, and uh, I'm, I'm only really interested in the light. I know that there is always darkness and shadow, but that is just the absence of light. So my sense mm-hmm. is that that, that it, it's just it's just happened. We you know we we've, we've been given free will, and we've just gone down mm-hmm. the wrong path. A little bit like in my own personal story. I, you see, I I believe that all our stories are sort of microcosms of the of the big story of the macrocosm. And in my own story, mm-hmm. as you read it. I got really lost, you know, I, I got lost in a shadowy world of drugs and crime and violence. But it was like I needed to go there in order to experience enough pain to wake me up and to, for mm. me to choose another path. And I believe that that's what's happening with humanity, that we've got lost and we've had to create all this <clears throat> pain and suffering but we you know but we're now on the threshold of reaching a point where the pain and the suffering and the 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 disharmony and the dysfunction is enough which that and it is that which has facilitated this mass awakening that is taking place so in essence you're saying that the journey home includes that it it includes that separation yes. or minds of Dante going into that seeing it the pain and then coming out um yes that's fascinating yes. and because, i love because we that our go ahead because uh, i i think um but yeah because we're here to experience duality you know if we came from oneness and and but 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 we came here into this earth school to experience duality the push the pull the yin the yang the up the down the 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 masculine the feminine then we're here to experience the full spectrum of it. So, you know, on some level we've chosen, uh, well, yeah, totally, we, we've chosen to experience. So how we can't just, we wouldn't know love uh, in, in and of itself if there wasn't pain and there wasn't loss and there wasn't grief and, uh, and so on. So it does seem to be, you know, the, an integral part of the journey. I, I'm not sure... I'm not sure that it always needs to be there because I've certainly made the choice in my own life that instead of now moving away from pain, using pain as a, a sort of compass and going, oh, that hurts, so I need to change my behaviors or my thoughts or my actions, to just what to shifting that to what feels in alignment with love and truth, then I move towards mm-hmm. that instead of away from pain. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Because then you don't enact the extreme of the polarity. You're you're not playing out the polarity, you know, the duality. You know, you're yeah. – because if we write, we run from pain, you know, we run towards joy or happiness, and then the pain is always – it's always there in the shadow, you know, or we go for joy, then the pain is – you know, it's always there, but, you know, love has no opposite, so it's – um, and I love what you were saying about the microcosm. I never looked at it like that, but what you said was that each of our individual stories is a microcosm of the macrocosm of what's going on. That's yes. profound. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're 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 all living out we're all living out uh, the, the the myths you know all the great myths the uh, from the, the the fairy tales and the the Greek myths and legends and the Babylonian myths and you know or from all the indigenous mm-hmm. people all the the myths are, are telling the same stories and that was something that came up for me recently was that I. Uh, you know the the story of Sleeping Beauty and of how the prince kisses yeah, the yeah. Sleeping Beauty wakes her up. Yeah, when I get a lot of my yeah. insights and my information when I'm walking on the hills, and I was out walking one day and it just came to me and I thought, no, this is the wrong way round. This is this is not what's happening. This is the, the what's happening at the moment is, is that the divine feminine seem to wake up first, seem to arrive on the planet first, and women were becoming more spiritual and more conscious. And that it, it was woman, just as it was in my story in Bring Him Home, it was the woman that kissed me awake. So that it seems that there's been a patriarchal twist to the story. And, and, and two weeks after I, I was began blogging and writing about that, I was in a workshop and a the, the lady there shared with me, Annabelle de Boulay, she shared with me a, 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 the Babylonian myth of Inanna and Tammuz. And that was exactly yeah. what happened, that, that she had gone down into the underworld where Tammuz, her lover right. Tammuz, had fallen asleep. And she woke him up and brought him back. And that, and it was like, that was a massive you know, a powerful light bulb moment for me of, yes, Miguel, you are living this myth. That, you know, that, that all our little stories are part of a much bigger story. I love the energy of Inanna, and a lot of people don't know of that energy, that archetypal feminine, sacred feminine, divine feminine, but it's very powerful. You're like the third, because I did some work with Inanna. I had years ago some initiation work, and that came up for me. And it's a great grandmother. It's a very ancient energy. But now, within the last two weeks, you're the third person that's talked about. We had one of the listeners um, write a Facebook question about Inanna. So now Mm -hmm. you're mentioning it, and someone else did in session. So that's pretty profound Mm -hmm. that now you're mentioning it. And how critical and that that you heard of her in the workshop and um, yeah, I wonder if there's a resurgence of that energy of that archetype. Yeah, yeah, I I I think so. I think so. I think that's really that that's really coming up. This kind of Sleeping Beauty, uh, you know, the 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 true version of Sleeping Beauty. And you and you know, you've just reminded me actually. I was watching. Um, Avatar, you know the the, the movie Avatar. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and of, of course that's how that ends as well. That uh, Jake Sully, you know, in his Avatar body is is injured and he's lying on the floor, and she uh, she comes and and uh, he, he, you know he's he's surrounded, he's covered in the sort of roots from the sacred tree, from the tendrils from the sacred tree, and she kisses him. And that's the very last thing that happens in the movie is that Jake Sully is the avatar's eyes just ping wide open. And again, yeah. for me, it was like, oh, my goodness. Amazing, amazing. So now, Miguel, in your book, Bring Him Home, a twin flame story. I love that the Bring Him Home. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired that title and what your book encompasses? 
thank you. Yes, I, I'd love to. I'd love to tell you what inspired the title because I find that really exciting. And I mean, yeah. what happened was my my partner um, came. Uh, she came over one night and um, and she said, "I've got something to say to you." She said, "I was in a med- I was doing meditation, and I sometimes hear them speak to me, and they spoke to me." And and because and she was asking them, she said, she said, what's going on? There's all this strange energy between me and this man. And and, uh, you know, I'm not really sure whether I'm supposed to be with him or what's happening. And she said she heard the voices bring him home. And when she came to me, she said, this is what I heard. And I didn't you know, she said she said, I don't really know what it means. And as soon as she said it to me, I just burst into tears because I knew exactly what it meant. And then, and since then, I have heard from two other women who have said that they've heard exactly the same instructions in relation to their twin flame relationship. Mm, And that's what that completion does, right? It is that, it's the journey home. It's the return. Yes, um, yes. That's happening. That is so profound. And it sounds like, it, it, let me ask you, it, it, it sounds like in that twin flame journey that there's pieces that are brought to us. Maybe it's understanding, you know, like one has one part or, you know, one key, the other one has the other key, you know, there's two. It, it sounds like there's yeah. this um, complete, is that true? This completion that's happening yeah, in that yeah. place. Absolutely. I mean, for, for, I only ever speak from my own experience, but because but what happened for us was that she mirrored beautifully the abandonment and the and, uh, of the feminine for me. She kept abandoning me. She kept she would leave emotionally or she would leave physically sometimes. So she triggered that wound that was still unhealed within me for me to heal that and for me to realize that. This was my little boy that was so traumatized and so upset when she would do this. Whereas, the, you know, the man could watch on and, and sort of say, it's okay, she's just upset and she needs some, she needs some space. And mm-hmm. for, for her, her wound was around her father. Um, her father wound, her masculine wound was around, um, you know, her father not loving her and not being there for her and, uh, and, and putting her down and not valuing her and not seeing her. So, mm. you know, to be, to begin, you know, when I was wounded, when she would withdraw and then I would, I would get really, um, to begin with, I would get really sort of needy or controlling and behave uh, with a similar vibration to how her father used to behave. So these two dynamics just interconnected beautifully until we could both really see that it was her little girl and it was my little boy that were being, you know, that were being triggered by the actions that we were taking as, as adults. Mm. Now, did you both, you both saw this together individually and brought it to each other? How did that come about? I, 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 my understanding came first. I had a sort of like a deeper understanding and been and had been doing sort of spiritual work for for longer. So to begin with, it was me that um, you know could verbalise this and and talk about it. And she found it difficult uh, to sort of mm-hmm. get her head round 
totally believe it. I think she was projecting more in a in a way and for a little bit longer, but that was perfect because she needed to keep withdrawing and abandoning me until you know it got to the point where it, it, the, the the first time that she left, I just went into a kind of like trauma release sort of um, episode which lasted for, for quite a few days where I just felt like a little baby again and I was so traumatized mm. by the fact that she said I want to have a couple of weeks to think about whether whether this is working for me you know so you know the man in me is going oh, okay your girlfriend just wants a bit of space and maybe it's not going to work out but the little boy mm-hmm. in me just felt you know that his mother had gone and he didn't know whether she was going to come back again so it, 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 we, you know, as time progressed, and we did the, the the classic twin flame thing where we had to have time out. You know, we we thought it had come to an end. We separated, and then it it was strangely, it was always the book Bring Him Home that brought us back together again because I started writing the book after we first separated, and then um, I realised that I needed to let her know that I was writing the book, so we met up. To talk about it and then we got back together again and then the the heat got too intense and and we decided to go our separate ways and then when i got the publication deal i got back in touch nine months later as i said that i would when when there was a publisher and we got back together again you know so it was really really strange how you know the the, the book seems to be what they talk about as the divine child you know that when the two yeah when the two come together something else something more than the sum of the parts is created and that's what i believe this book bringing hope is because it's very infused with a you know with a sacred transmission that is all about uh all about the the, the fairy tale really of the divine the sharing the this modern fairy tale or myth of the divine feminine kissing the the divine masculine awake and it's time mm-hmm. for union and and to transcend duality and come back to harmony and the you know the end of the hollywood myth about what relationships about and really really get down to the, the the truth of what relationship is about which is which is in order to come home to the truth of who we really are to to, to love in, in in these human bodies yeah and i think that is one of the key signs right of the um twin flame relationship is that divine creation or that purpose that there's a purpose stronger that each person has a you know an element to contribute there's that birth they conjunct with through that conjunctio there is some creation some birth that is of service and gives meaning on the planet that's been my understanding um yeah you know your thought is that yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. agree. Yes, now you also yes. talk about essential elements. I don't know. We have a few minutes left. Um, these essential elements that you talk about, um, or key principles. I guess eleven key principles that were essential for you making the journey back home. Can you touch on some of those and how it related to, to you? Yes, yes, yeah. The, the 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 these are the the principles that um, yeah. When people began to talk about you know sort of okay, so 
you're, you're pointing the finger really and saying, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're the sacred masculine. And to begin with, I was looking behind me and going, who are they? What are they talking about? And um, I, I began to ask, ask, you know, I was forced to ask myself the question, well, how did I get here? How did I get to this place where I know what I know and, you know, and the things that happen through me happen through me and so on. And so I, 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 I just broke it down into, yeah, 11 principles, which um, my memory isn't great and I haven't got them in front of me, but I know that one, one of the initial ones... Now that yeah, you know, people yeah. can get the book, you know, this is the whole reason people can get the book and digest it themselves, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we won't we won't tell them too much, but but the the, <laughs> the the first one that comes to mind was definitely about the commitment. The you know, and initially it's about commitment to being the best version of ourselves, the best version of who we are. And then as the sacred masculine, you know, as that journey develops to become the best version of yourself you one realizes that you can't do that in isolation and that to be in order to become the best version of yourself you have to serve the collective that you have to you know help humanity mm -hmm. because that's the nature of, of who we are um mm -hmm. another the, the principle that the, uh, an obvious one that comes up is an honoring of the divine feminine is an honoring of woman <laughs> you know and seeing and understanding that woman is is you know is the bringer of life you know that she gives birth from her womb and she is the you know the creator and the woman is such a a beautiful you know creation of the divine and that she is to be honored and, and revered and that, that that man in perhaps is because he has a greater physical strength um, is perhaps you know the, the 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 attribute that woman doesn't have that is there for protection and for safety and you know and to take care uh, uh, of woman and that energy as well as that physical you know that physical strength. So those are a couple of the, the principles of the sacred masculine. You know, on honouring the the divine feminine and. Uh, you know, being serving the collective, really seeing that as I do to myself, I as I do unto others, I do to myself. Yeah. And it to me, it really maps it out. It's it's you know, there's seems to be spiritual principles. It's definitely a, a path or journey. And from what I'm hearing you say, it's that returning to oneself, and it's in that wholeness then that relationship begins with, you know, next level relationship or relationship with the other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I think a lot of what we've been taught is relationship is actually codependency. And, but, but you know, mm, the, the truth, yeah. once we become, once we become whole into ourselves, once we've, once we we have that marriage of the divine feminine and masculine inside ourselves and to be with another uh, member, you know, of the opposite sex, uh, to, for them, those two to then come together, that's when the, you know, that that's when the divine child really starts happening. And, and that's, it's almost like that's the baseline, but, you, you know, that's when things really begin. But it, because we have forgotten who we really are, uh, as spiritual divine beings you know we're just getting to that 
I call it the zero point. You know, it's like once that union is, is because to some extent it's there when we're born. You know, there is this beautiful wholeness and union and completeness as as a baby. We're just we're just defenseless, but we go through this mm-hmm. journey and lose it, and the, and it, and it's in finding it and 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 remembering the parts of ourselves and uh, that inner marriage that we really step into our power. And, and as I say, you know, they're like the zero point and, and from which we create heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. And you do have events and workshops and things periodically, right? Um, that people can connect yes. with you further. I mean, it'd be great to get your book as well. Um, but people can connect with you, and that's at MiguelDean.net, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. That's my website, and there's lots of information on there. Um, I'm I'm very active on Facebook, Miguel Dean Sacred Masculine, and um, yeah, on my website you'll find out about the Sacred Masculine Healing Sessions, which is all about okay. helping people who you know who want to. Um, who, who want to heal that divine masculine and feminine relationship within themselves so that they can be, you know, fall more deeply into real love, you know, it, w- with others, with, with other human beings and, and explore that from a true, uh, truer spiritual perspective rather than the uh, sort of Hollywood codependency perspective, shall we say. Okay. Sounds brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, Miguel, this has been wonderful. It's been so uplifting and inspiring. I really love what you're sharing and really appreciate you being on the program today. Uh, it's It's been such a pleasure. It's, it's, it's a real privilege. And, you know, thank you so much for, you know, for giving me this opportunity. And, you know, what you're doing is, is so powerful. And, you know, Rumi, the, the, the Rumi, the Sufi mystic poet, said that there are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. And we all find our way, you know. I just happen to be a writer, you know, and, and you have your way. And, and, and we all do our little bit and to, to make a more beautiful world for the children and the generations to come. So true. So aptly put. Miguel, it's been wonderful. And you have an open invite to come back any time. Uh, take good care. Much peace. Thank you. Love and blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Love and light. All right, everyone, that was Miguel Dean. Uh, We were talking about his book, Bring Him Home, A Twin Flame Story. You can find more information about Miguel and the work that he does, as well as his book, by going to MiguelDean.net. And that's M-I-G-U-E-L-D-E-A-N.net. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for being here. Um, You guys are also saying thank you to Dean. Yes, Miguel Dean. Wow, what a wonderful day today with everyone. Thank you all that called in and contributed to the show in that way and just showed up your shiny light you. Uh, If you have any guest suggestions, topic suggestions, email questions that you would like answered on air, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. You want to connect with me further, connect through Insta and Facebook and, of course, soulplayground.life and Soul Insights with Michelle Mache on YouTube. Until next time, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake.
Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you alone?